We talked a little bit this morning about fun and games. I love the whiteboard. I love having a little thing that marks a lot. <laughs> fun and games. This is what I like to call the promise of the premise. This is the poster of the movie. This is also for the hero. This is the, um, the, the glimpse of what the hero can be. This is the no obligation free trial offer for the hero to try on a new disguise that will eventually become him. That seems to help writers a lot. How is this a glimpse of what the hero is going to become? When he steps into this new world, the free trial offer is, I get to do this all cool stuff with no obligation to actually own it. I just get to play at it for a while. And that's why this, this, this section of the movie is so fun. It's like, ah, this is great. I get to try out all these things. Many times in the funny games, too, you'll find, um, uh, and we have several movies in here that are like this, training. John's movie is going to be this. You'll see um, meet mentors. That's all Joseph Campbell stuff. Tests, yeah. But what it is really is the same thing. It's the free trial offer. It's the glimpse of what the hero can be. In Lawrence of Arabia, you'll see a bunch of mentor after mentor after mentor as he goes deeper, deeper, deeper into the desert to the midpoint where he puts on his robe for the first time. That's the height of his being in this play acting that he's doing. And it won't be until the midpoint when it gets more serious and blood is actually shed that he now has to take it more seriously and go the rest of the way. But for now, we've tricked you into coming into our world. We've tricked you into transformation. But we've done it by luring you in with stuff that's fun. Does the, he does the hero fail at this? Like many, yes, many times. Okay, okay. Yeah. It, okay. It's, and many times it's trial and error. Yeah. Okay. If you think about Chinatown, breaking the two, hero takes the case, and now suddenly he's discovering these weird things that are going on. Three o'clock at night, he goes down to the beach. Suddenly, from a, from a uh, rain gutter, water comes rushing out. What the is going on. In the middle of a drought. In the middle of a drought. Well, guess what? That's why I paid my $10. Just for that feeling. That's why it's the best part of the movie. It's the poster. Is, is in Matrix, then, is this... Does that make sense? In, in the Matrix, is this when he's training? Yes. Okay. Absolutely right. I know and you. guess what? The I best know part. Judo. I know Calvary. Right. Yeah. Suddenly, he gets to do all this stuff. Yeah. But is everyone clear about what this section is, Fun and Games? It's, it's a great section. And it's really, it's, if you look at the poster of any movie, that's where you'll find it. It's right here. Promise the premise, the poster. Glimpse of what the hero can be. No obligation. Free trial off. Yes! Sorry. You, had, you just had a breakthrough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You, just, you, just, you just knocked it out of the park right there. Okay, good. Promise of the premise. I've, I've read it. I've never truly understood what that four words means. I'll tell you. The, the premise is your movie. And... and when we think of the premise, we go, that sounds great. Gee, I hope he delivers on that. When the fish is out of water, for instance, in Legally Blonde, when you pitch me, sorority girl goes to Harvard, I go, huh, I wonder what that is. 
Well, when you pitch me your funny game scenes of she bakes little cookies and she brings them to her study group, and she has her little dog Bruiser, and they pull up at Harvard Yard in a pink Corvette, I hope to God that's what you've delivered for me, because that's the premise, and that's the, the promise of the premise. When you first see the poster, you go, oh, please let there be scenes like that in there, and lo and behold, there are. So that's what I mean. Does that make clear? It, 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 it's, you've <coughs> delivered on your promise. Your promise when you lured me into the theater is that when, oh, when, okay. when, when um, okay, okay, uh, I get L. It. Woods goes to Harvard, it's going to be funny. So that's funny games. What's midpoint? Midpoint is the key. Midpoint is the key. And let me tell you about my discovery <coughs> of midpoint. Um, uh, when I was a young screenwriter, I got, I got uh, uh, jobs writing screenplays. And I knew nothing about structure. One day I was in one of these meetings, you know, I just, my, my approach was right fade in and type as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> that was my that was my approach. And one day, uh, a, uh, a nice executive asked me, "How's your break into two coming?" And I said, oh, "It was coming along great." I had no idea what this person was talking about. Two what? What do you mean two? I had no idea that there were three acts in the screenplay. And so this person took pity on me, and after the meeting, they took me aside and said, "Well, there's this guy named Sid Field. You should probably check out." And Sid had this wonderful idea, which was. At page 25, or minute 25 of a movie, the hero did something that turned the action and put it, sent it into a new direction. That was his term. And lo and behold, when I watched movies, that's what happened. Minute 25, I actually saw heroes do something and, and go from one world to the next. He also had this other point called break into three. Um, which is the same thing. The hero does something, changes the direction of the action around. So now we have three acts. And that really helped a lot. For me, I could get here. That was easy. But very often I would drown in the middle here. Right. Very often. I would just run out of gas. So one day, I was living in Santa Barbara, and I used to tape movies on little cassettes. <laughs> it's all true. Uh, and uh, I'd play them in my car. And I'd go, go down to uh, Los Angeles for my meetings and I'd play, listen to dialogue. It's a wonderful way to, to listen to dialogue, you know, without seeing it. So one day I, I taped a movie called uh, What's Up, Doc? Mm -hmm. And I had these little cheapy, thrifty drugstore 45 minutes on a side tapes. Well, there is a mountain between Santa Barbara and Los Angeles. And when you, when you hit the top of that mountain, it's 45 minutes into the trip. This trip is an hour and a half, no kidding, from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles. And the midpoint is actually this top of this hill. And when you hit the top of that hill, you know you have 45 minutes left before you get, you get to the other destination. Well, I'm driving along. I'm listening to What's Up Doc on my tape. And suddenly, I start to crest the top of the hill, and the tape begins to run out. It fades out, and it fades back in, and the scene is uh, Ryan O'Neill and his, his hotel room burn down, and we fade to black, and then we fade up again, and it's the next day. And then the tape like ran out, of, ran out. And I swear to God, top, went, got to the top of that hill, the sun came out. <laughs> <laughs> 
this, the angels sang, and I suddenly realized, my God, movies have a first half and a second half. <laughs> I can't believe it. But it was absolutely true. Uh, the midpoint is how to crack any story. And what I had discovered there was a what's called a false defeat. That is where um, the, her um, the hero has everything he wants taken away. The opposite is what's called false victory. And that's the hero gets everything he thinks he wants. Okay? And that's your choice. Your main decision today is figure it out. Does your hero get everything he thinks he wants, or does he have everything he wants taken away at midpoint? That's all you gotta do right today. That's if you can if you can crack that today. You're you're well on your way to figuring out the story. Why? What's, what's a story? Oh, I'm, I was going to say, what's a story where the hero gets everything they want at the midpoint? I'll tell you. <laughs> um, very often, what happens is it's an underdog who gets everything he thinks he wants at midpoint. So it's very often, it's an underdog who has that sense of false victory in the middle. Often, a comeuppance tale is the reverse. You start off a little cocky or in need of a little bit of a lesson, you, have, you need a comeuppance. And what happens is you have everything taken away. I'll give you two really good examples. One is uh, false victory, Bruce Almighty. He's everything. Right. Here's a, he's a poor reporter who wants to be the anchorman of his local Buffalo uh, station. Catalyst, he interacts with God, debate, is God real? Yes. He takes God's challenge, and the fun in games, which is the poster of the movie, is I run wild with my stuff. I get to be God, and I get to lift girls' dresses up and do all the stuff I get to do. At the midpoint of that movie, he gets everything, everything he wants. He's going to be the anchor. Everything's working well in his life. He has complete power. He's best at uh, Steve Carell, all that stuff. And here's another really interesting thing. Here's a couple of really interesting things that happen at midpoint. Very often, there's a party or some sort of public um, outing. There's also something called stakes are raised at midpoint. Ticking clock is time clock. That happens at midpoint. What Does it start? Or, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, what, it was, what were the things that hap can happen? Party? Stakes are raised. Time clock. Often there's also a kiss from the girl. Does the time clock start or stop there? Start. It starts there. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. So Bruce Almighty is a really good example of false victory. Really good example of false defeat. Legally blonde. Why? It's come up in tail. She's sort of a pill when we meet her in the beginning. When she goes into Harvard Law, she goes down, 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 down. To the point where there's a party. It's a costume party where she's been tricked into wearing her bunny ears. Okay? And she is told by her boyfriend Warner, the reason she came on this adventure, that not only don't I do I not want you, Harvard doesn't want you either either you should go now. You're embarrassing yourself. Okay? 
in public at a party. <laughs> she has everything she thinks she wants taken away. Is this the same moment in uh, who's the actress who said uh, you had me at hello? When she did the British uh, movie that she did yep. too, yep. that first time when she shows up in the buddy yep. in the bunny bunny costume, well, tell you that's that. at a, that's at a party. That's at a party. That's the Bridget Jones diary. Bridget Jones, yep. Bridget Jones diary. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Fielding is a big Save the Cat fan. Did you know? Helen Fielding. Another really great all is lost false defeat is um, uh, Officer and Gentleman. That's the part where uh, Lou Gossett Jr. takes uh, Richard Gere out on the obstacle course. He's punished, and he quit Mayo, quit Mayo, quit Mayo, and he says, "I got nowhere else to go." That is the break. I got That is the break. Million dollar baby. That's right. When she says the line, "I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'll never quit because I got nothing else to go back to." Yep. Wow. And very often these things happen. Wow. And again, even though that isn't a party necessarily, it's in public. It's a public declaration. I got nowhere else to go. And from that point, both L. Woods and also Richard Gere rebound and start to kind of build back up. Oh, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. What would be? What would be that? What would be? I'd that? have to look at it again. Okay. But it's. It, it, it I know it's there. I just sure, know. it's always there. <laughs> I got to tell you, it, it, it's even there in books. I was reading the Angel, Angels and Demon, the, the Dan Brown book, and I go, oh my gosh, this is the midpoint. And I turn the book over, and it's just like equal. Not same number of pages on either side. And I went, whoa, dude. This, this is like, it's, like, it's like everywhere. So, well, so your decision is all of these things. You know, I was, I'm watching Iron Man, of course. Um, Breaking 2 is, is uh, I start to take on the, 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 the qualities of Iron Man and learn what, the, what, I, what my skills are. The midpoint false victory is I fly around Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Next scene, a party. Your company's party. Kiss from the girl, or almost kiss from the girl, Gwyneth Paltrow. Tootsie, same thing, a party. But well, wait a minute, and then they're almost kissing the girl, and then he finds out he's getting the company taken away from her. Stakes are raised. Yeah. Time clock. That's right. Again and again and again. That's what's so exciting about this stuff. My favorite, of course, is um, uh, Titanic. Um, funny games. These these two, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, fall in love, and they they. This is the part where they fall in love. The false victory is they have sex in the car. <laughs> it's never going to get any better for Kate and Leo <laughs> than that. Well, what happens next? They go up on deck to sort of declare themselves as a couple, public, when stakes are raised. Titanic hits iceberg. Moments later, someone turns to the captain and the captain says, how much time do we have? All right there at the midpoint. 